Welcome to Game Talk Radio. Your hosts, Greg and Jen, bringing you their take on this week's hottest gaming news. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg. I'm Jen. And this is episode 13. Ooh, scary. We yeah. should have done it on Friday the 13th. Yeah, well, we meant to. Actually, we were going to do it Thursday like always, and then all the big Switch news was dropping literally about an hour after we'd finished recording the podcast. So we're like, mm-hmm. well, let's wait, see what happens. There was a Treehouse, which talks about, a uh, Treehouse director talked about all the games and everything Friday morning. So we're like, why don't we wait, and we'll do it Friday night. And then stuff as always comes up, so we're squeaking in on a Saturday morning here. I don't care. I've got my coffee. Yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> uh, so this episode is going to be totally devoted to the Switch information. So there was other interesting articles and stuff that came out, but... We don't care about that. Really, the big news is the Switch, and there's a whole lot to cover, so why don't we just go into that? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't care at all about the Switch, then I appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> but if you want to hear our take on some stuff, uh, we're going to dish it out for you here. So what I want to do with this is I want to have... The good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. So we're going to go through the different news articles. It seems really heavy on bad stuff, then. It, it's a little skewed. Mm-hmm. You know, you could probably be like, good, bad, and okay. But no, we're going good, bad, and ugly. Ooh. So we're just, you know, because I, I have to be honest, my excitement has waned. What? Since the announcement of a lot of this stuff going See, on. See, I'm more excited. Ever since, like, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about stuff like the pricing information and some of this other stuff. But, uh, I don't know, it... I'm less excited than I was a week ago. So let's jump right into it. We have, let me just open up my tab here, a little cheat sheet here. Okay, so we have... Well, the first thing is that they did confirm that there's three playable modes. Yes. There's the TV mode, where you plug it into your TV, the handheld mode, which is kind of like a DS or Wii U gamepad, and a tabletop mode where you can play with other people or just set it up like a little mini TV. Yeah. Which, There's a kickstand. and Yeah, which I guess the tabletop mode is basically like the handheld mode, except you just kick out the kickstand. and. Right, you don't have to, so. you're not, like the Wii U gamepad, like your controllers don't remain at the side, either side yeah. of the screen, which is nice. So it, official, it officially launches March 3rd. U.S., Canada, Japan, major European countries... Hong Kong, and I'm other sure other places. <laughs> and it's going to retail at $300 in the U.S. Which you were surprised at. I was. I actually feel it's too high. You were thinking, if I'm remembering correctly, somewhere around like the 250 range, 275 I was thinking 250 bundled with everything you're getting for 300 And then I thought maybe they'd do a standalone unit for 200 which was just the tablet without the TV adapter. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I thought they might do two bundles. Uh, I was wrong. And it's going to be $300, which my my main issue comes to head saying that's exactly what a PS4 and an Xbox One cost. Well, but here's the thing that we have to keep in mind. If you think about it like a tablet, that's about the cost of the average tablet. Sure. The higher-end Kindle fires, all of that, and they don't really have the capacity like a tablet... a, a tablet doesn't have the capacity to play a game like a Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm more comparing it to its the environment it's going to be playing in. And that's sure. really against the competition, you know. And, and when I see that for that price or a PS4 and Xbox One, I don't see how this steals market share away from the PlayStation and the Xbox. I will admit everyone who loves Nintendo is probably going to buy this and they're probably going to enjoy it. But I don't see how that price point puts them in a position to win against the competition. Well, here's my question, uh, and you you know this better than I do, but what was the retail price for the Wii U and the Wii? The Wii U launched at either 300 or 350 Okay. And the Wii launched at 299 Okay. So it's right, it's right in the wheelhouse of where yeah. they started, you know. So that's not obnoxious or anything, you know. I mean, it's, it's right there, but it, it's, I guess to me... And, and this is where the pricing thing gets, it gets a little out of control with the extra accessories. So they talked about the two controllers you get with it. They're called the Joy-Con controllers. Oh, I like that name. Yeah. So there's... I also, well, I don't know how quickly or how recently that was uh, discussed about how there's two, actually two colors. There's the gray, the slate gray. Right. And then there's the blue and the red controllers. Neon blue and neon red, they're calling it. I so. love that. I, if I'm, I'm probably going to buy one. 
And I'm probably going to buy that one. Nice. So. Well, I have one of those reserved, and I have one of the gray ones yes. reserved, so we're good. Uh, so these these controllers, if you haven't seen the pictures, they're kind of weird. They come off of the side of the tablet, off the screen, and they look like, essentially kind of like Wii remotes, you know, in a sense, but they have more buttons, and they're, like, you could put them together and make, like, a legit controller. In mm -hmm. fact, there's a little adapter that lets you do that. Now, they come off separately, and you can use them together for a game or you can give one for one player and one for two player mm -hmm. so it's kind of i mean it's an interesting concept don't have an issue with that at all uh i'm looking at it it's not symmetrical though which kind of bothers me like on on the left side the sticks on top and the buttons are on the bottom and on the right side the sticks on the bottom and the buttons are on the top when don't you think you're gonna turn it around so that you, like my life stick like i like my control pad stick not control pad stick what is that called the this part but the analog that? stick? The analog yeah. stick. I like that on the left side. Well, you know what's funny? As I look at this, the way it is designed, when you hold them both where the top is exposed, mm -hmm. then the stick's always on the left. So I guess that makes sense why they did it that way. Right. So, and, and actually, that's how a 360 controller is made up. One analog is up high, the other analog is down low. Because you're so. going to turn it, like the, the blue one in this case, you're going to turn counterclockwise. And then when you do that, the flat tops... The flat part is on the top, the rounded edges are on the bottom, analog sticks on the left. And the same, if you turn the red remote clockwise, analog sticks on the left, flat mm -hmm. tops on the top, and then rounded bottom. So I think that should be okay. The only thing that's different is that the, well, what was on the, like the Z, the Z remote, mm -hmm. Um, will be on a different side. Yeah, yeah. So, which, eh. you know, you get used to. The the problem I have, and not like this is going to become a big tournament play thing, but you have to think kind of the future of competitive gaming. If you're going to use a device like this, everyone has to use the same device. Everyone has to be on the same playing field. So with something like this, you can't have, like, player one be on one side and player two using a different remote. It's not fair. So, you know, it just, it just little things like that cause headaches. But obviously, I'm not expecting the Nintendo Switch to be, like, the king of evil fighting game tournaments or something. No, so. but it's, it's a good call-out. I don't think... I mean, obviously, when you're looking at it and you put the two pieces together, you're going to want to have those Z buttons on the top where yeah. you're used to. I have a feeling that many of the games where you are playing against somebody probably won't use that. Button. Well, let's hope, yeah. So, now here's where my issue really comes in, though. So, with when you buy it new, you get the screen with the two Joy-Con controllers that click on each side. You get the stand that you plug it into that puts it to your TV. You get an HDMI cable, and you get a power cord. Okay, no problem. The, the remotes are wireless when you pull them off the screen, and they are rechargeable, it looks like. But it looks like they charge off of the station, like I don't, unless they have a separate USB port that I can't see. But here, here's what it is. So... This is the price thing I was talking about. So th mm -hmm. this has really surprised me. So the cost of the system is not too far out of the realm of what I was thinking. But check this out. So there's going to be a Nintendo Switch Pro controller, which is basically Nintendo's answer to the DualShock 4 or the Xbox One controller. That's one that doesn't come apart. Right. It's just a regular controller with mm -hmm. two sticks and four face buttons, yeah. and it's, it is what it is. Those are going to retail at 70 bucks. Now, I just bought a PlayStation 4 DualShock on Amazon yep. for... I think I paid $50 for 50 it. bucks. So... I thought that was high. Yeah, and $50... Well, controllers... Typically, retail price on a controller is 60 So, when the games and controllers became the same price, I was very, like, whoa. Because if you think back to the PS2 days, controllers brand new were 25 bucks. And I know controllers are becoming more complex, but I look at the, the PlayStation 4 controller, okay? It has the, the trackpad. Mm -hmm. It has the face buttons. It's rechargeable, obviously. It has the motion tracking. It has rumble. It has all these things. It's wireless. And it's 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. What is going to make this thing 70 and now i know that they're adding certain things like the the um nfc chip reader which lets you read amiibo and stuff like that oh sure and, and i guess that's cool except that's just upping the price and upping the what? price now nintendo's not known for throwing as much stuff in as possible to make things as expensive as possible mm -hmm. normally nintendo's about accessibility so why in this case are they just like they're shooting for the moon because check this out we're not even, we're not even close to done yet babe so oh, no. joy con controllers if you want to buy just one half Mm -hmm. A left or a right, they're fifty dollars each. What? Each for that little for control that looks controller? like a Wii remote. Yeah. If you buy them together, 
you only have to pay $80. So you save 20 bucks by buying By buying the set. Now, my understanding is that if you buy the set, it also comes with the little bracket that lets you put them together. Ah, well, obviously. I wouldn't if you think buy you them, would sell yeah. that If you buy them separately, they do not. Huh. And and so uh, it's just really yikes. You know, I just, that, for controllers and accessories, because I will say the reason that the Vita failed was not that Sony didn't support it. It was that it couldn't get traction with customers mm -hmm. and it didn't have a good user base. The reason it couldn't gain traction with customers was it needed memory and the memory cards they sold were proprietary and they were expensive as all hell. So yeah. people were going, well, I just bought a Vita for 250 I bought a game for 50 or 40 and now I have to spend 50 or $60 on a memory card? Yeah. Ugh. And so people people rejected that notion. And the price never came down because Sony controls the market. They're proprietary. Well, that, so. was, that was... I had that experience with the PlayStation 2 where I was all set to play and I didn't have memory. So I had yeah. to go out and buy a memory card and stick it in a little slot. Well, and when the PS2 first came out, memory cards were in massively short supply. Mm -hmm. Like, I uh, I was working at a, what was GameStop at the time. It was software, et cetera. It became GameStop later. And I remember memory cards were, like, the hottest thing that you could not get in. Jeez. It was impossible to find them. And people and because people were buying two with every system. And you're like, you don't need two. Like, one will do you fine forever. Well, and I think... I mean, obviously, at the time that I got my PlayStation 2, or was that my GameCube I needed to buy a memory card for? Did the GameCube they they both need memory cards, yeah. I think it might have been the GameCube that I got as a gift from my friend John, and uh, I think I bought it bought a used memory card from him when he worked at GameStop. So. Hmm, okay. <laughs> so, so I have to officially rate the price and price of accessories as bad. Bad. It's bad. It's not ugly. It's not ugly. It's, it's not ugly. It's, it's bad. Not, it's not something where in the past, like you said, Nintendo's all been about accessibility and making it accessible to people who maybe don't have a lot of money or maybe only want to buy one system. Right. And I feel like they're cutting out a piece of their market by making the games 70 bucks a piece. They're making their controllers 70 bucks. Like, it, it yeah. just seems very, very high cost for not something that seems very different yeah. from something like a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox. Well, and, you know, getting into prices then, we talk a little bit about the game prices. Uh, it looks like, because Zelda, Mario Kart 8, and uh, ARMS, which is another game that's coming out for it, is going to be, they're going to be fifty nine ninety nine each. So... Uh, essentially, the retail price on these games is going to be 60 bucks. And if you look at some of these games, I just I don't see where the 60 comes from. Breath of the Wild, I get it. Yeah, I mean, Mar they've been working on that for... Mario Kart 8 is a is a, is just a port of Mario Kart 8 from the Wii U. So why are they trying to sell it for $60? I actually have this issue... Serious? Yeah, I mean, it has all the downloadable stuff in it, but check this out. Yeah. So this I... is my issue I have with ports. So they ported Skyrim... You call it a remaster, you call it a remake all you want. They ported Skyrim to the PS4 and the Xbox One, and they allowed a higher resolution because those systems have more power. Mm -hmm. So it looks better, and then they allowed mod support. They charged $60 for that game. That mm -hmm. game already made up its development costs when it was sold for $60 on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Sure. So it's not like transferring it from PS3 to PS4 should not have been the same development cost as it was to build the game from scratch. Right, where they didn't even do it. Like, they didn't do anything, really, except spend the money to port it over right. and digitize, exactly. or digitize and, it or remaster it. And if that had come out at $40, no I'd have been problem. on board. I'd have been on board and said, you know what, I appreciate you guys, you know, but they knew they could sell it for 60 and And that's this age of remaster. And I'll be honest, Bethesda's really kind of pushing my buttons with this sort of stuff because they're also bringing Skyrim to the Switch. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So there's going to be a portable version of Skyrim. First time ever there'll be a portable... Cool. Oh, she goes, it's $60. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so unless the development cost of porting that game from the... Because honestly, it's going to be the PS3 or the 360 version they're porting. They're not going to take the remastered PS4 version because the, the Switch can't handle it, it. They made it seem like it was going to be a brand new game. Right. Well, they, they charge you like it's a brand new game when it's the exact <laughs> same game we've already played. And so you can't tell me that porting it once again cost the same amount of money to develop the game from scratch. I'm not buying it. And I'm I'm sick of being, you know, dare I say bamboozled. Bamboozled. By these uh by these shysters oh, and their whoa, shenanigans. Whoa. Yeah, I've I've had that's, it with these shysters. That's okay, so what's your rating on the game specs that we know so far? Okay, game prices 
Uh, you know what? I have. To, I'm gonna say there's got to be another one. I'm just gonna say it's not good or bad. It's somewhere in the middle. Cause it's not. I mean, I don't like that the games are sixty bucks for the ports, but Breath of the Wild deserves it. And yeah. there will be other sixty dollar games that do deserve the price, in my opinion. Okay. And the games are technically on little cartridges. Oh, nice. Yeah. So check this out. There should be a little so it's picture like a here. Little I think. DS or... So it kind of looks like a little DS. I don't know if it's down here. I'm trying to scroll. I can't find it. So they look more like Vita games, though. Like they're. Well, isn't Vita? Which is the one that uses the mini discs? That's the PSP. Okay, that's So the Vita basically uses what looks like an SD card. So imagine just an SD card being your game. Oh, like like a DS would. Yeah, like a DS, except they're I think they're thinner than that, and they're longer and a little bit. Well, that those won't get lost at all. Right, by children. Exactly, it's meant for children because they can lose that stuff. So exactly. So anyway, so I'm gonna put the price of the games at. It's not good or bad. It's right in the middle. It is what it is. So the Switch is specs. So now we're going to move on to the technical data. All right. So it uses a 6.2-inch 1280 by 720 resolution multi-touch screen. Yeah. not. Uh, I was hoping it wouldn't be touchscreen, but in this day and age, yeah. how could they not do it? It's, Everybody wants touchscreen on everything. It uh, uses 32 gigabytes of internal storage, and you can expand it with a micro SDXC card. That's excellent news. That's good. I'm going to throw that in the good category. 32 gigs of memory on board and then um, expandable with micro SDs. That's good. Good, good, good. Let's see what else. Uh, utilizes an um, NVIDIA. Yep. Is that how you say that? Yep. A Tegra-based system on a chip for its processor and also supports local 8-player multiplayer. So the, the NVIDIA Tegra, that's basically their, their mobile... Um, graphics processors so it's using the same sort of thing that you find in like the nvidia shield which is like a handheld screen base that you can stream pc games on and stuff like that so it's got mm -hmm. power it's not a problem and you know when you look at the 1280 by 720 some people are going to go oh man it's only you can only do 720p you yeah, know but how good of a resolution can you get i mean there's only so there's only so much resolution to go around like it just seems like you would not be able to tell the difference between that and something that's a little bit better. Well, and the good thing is it's on a small screen. So this is actually the same resolution that the Vita runs at, and the Vita looks beautiful. So you, when you have a smaller screen, you don't have to have a higher resolution. Mm -hmm. it, it's always been how it's been. That's how they've gotten away with making games look good on the portables that look just as good on PS2. Sure. Uh, when it was the PSP era, and now PS3 slash PS4 when it comes to the Vita era. Um, I love that it's obviously not 3D. There's no gimmicks there. The oh, touchscreen touchscreen doesn't bother me as long as I don't have to use it all the time. Right. You know, like, as long as I've got buttons and I can do whatever, I'm cool with it. I actually think it's be pretty awesome. So um, I'm going to say the NVIDIA Tegra, it's a handheld. It's probably the most powerful handheld that's ever been made. So I'm going to definitely say that's good. And the console will support local 8-player multiplayer. That's cool, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess that includes when it's plugged into the TV mode. Um, and if you can sync up, like extra pro controllers and extra Joy-Con controllers. I'm cool with that too. So, It also looks like it has, according to this report that we're looking at, uh, two internal speakers on the bottom and then also an audio jack. Okay. So, and the headphone jack comes out of the top. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. That's bad. Why but, would you do that? Well, my understanding is that there's the kickstand on the bottom. So when you have it on tabletop mode, you can't have the headphone jack coming out of the bottom oh, that's, because it's on the kickstand. That's legitimate. So thankfully, from a design point, they realize that, but I still don't like it. I don't no. like it on the top because then if, if you're in front of the system and you have it in the top, isn't the cord going to like... Or you have to know. like snake it around yeah. and then you're using up way more cord. So you would have to buy, you'd have to make sure to have a long enough cord in order for it to go behind yeah. the system. So so I'm going to put that, I'm actually going to put that as bad. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that Why at all. Why wouldn't they just put it in the front? I, I don't know. Because that, to me, would make the most sense. Put, put it in the bottom and then give yourself enough room or with the Or put in two. Or put in two. I mean, just put one in the top and one in the bottom. Everybody's happy. All right. Probably not the greatest. Right. So now we're moving on to battery life. Battery life. Did you know, <laughs> Greg, um, <laughs> that the Switch's battery life can last a whopping... Six hours. Well, it, it, excuse me, look at that language. It can last <laughs> over six hours. Oh, it can if it's what, sleeping? Yeah. You know? It's when it's in, in idle mode and nobody's actually using it. That's like my phone, my iPhone that I have, can hold a charge for days yeah. if I don't use it. Yeah. Or, or when you're playing Candy Crush <laughs> yeah. at the airport, it oh lasts for a half hour. <laughs> um, so what they're saying is it can last up to six hours or six and a half hours. Cool. Okay, we're going to put that in the, 
I'm going to put that in the mediocre because, honestly, I hate the Vita's battery life of five or six hours. It's not enough for me. I think it needs more. However, uh, the company says that you should be able to get roughly three hours mm -hmm. out of the Switch when playing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. What? Three hours. That's not enough time. Three hours. Like, you know what? For as expensive as the system is, they could have put a better battery in it. Then. You would have I don't understand so. that. But here's the thing. Um, it does have a USB-C charging port. It's located on the bottom of the unit. So if I'm imagining you need to plug it in while you're playing, like let's say you're on an air airplane, and most airlines now in the seat have a USB charging station. I really hope ours has one. Well, every flight, flight except for one or two of the flights that I took when I visited my sister in London, every one of them had a USB charging station. I really now, hope the Japan flight does. I have to say, though, the charging station's not the greatest. It mostly maintains hey, the charge level. That's fine. But it does, if you're not actively using it, it will charge it. But usually what I found when I had it plugged in, it would maintain the same level of charge. Like let's say I had 72% battery life. Okay. And it would maintain it at 72%, but if I wasn't using it, it would actually charge. Hmm. But it does have a USB-C charging port, which I like that I don't have to plug find a plug or an outlet to plug it into, which I'm really grateful for because so many places don't have plugs, but they'll have USB ports, which is I prefer because most of my electronics can be charged like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm totally cool with that, and I can actually recharge my... I can recharge my pocket chargers that way too yeah you know, like just exactly. keep everything on the Which, whole time i need to buy one of those i think i have like three of them i bought i bought yes. they were all on sale so i bought a bunch i have a solar recharging one too so if we're, we're not sadly but if we're ever in the window we yeah, can just hook true. it up to the window and recharge so okay so let's move on to the games so that's the system i'm gonna say battery life to me that's ugly that's ugly that's ugly when you think about how long you can good. go on a char like how long does a DS charge or last the charge last? 12, 12 hours probably. I mean, yeah, I mean I can think of very seldom occasions when I was like, oh crap, I need to plug in my DS. I've been playing for three hours. Yeah, oh, and and the thing is when you have a DS and you and you leave it on but you fold it shut, it still stays alive like forever. Like the battery hardly ever dies. You know the Vita, uh, the Vita suffers from the same problem. But no, it's got you would think. I'm looking at the looking at the controllers now, or the system in general. There has to be some kind of indicator light about the charge, don't you think? Uh, maybe it might be on screen. Like it might send a signal to the screen. And you have to check your. I'm looking at this right now. Like I don't see anything to me that indicates a charge. Because usually, if I'm remembering my DS, there's a like it's green, isn't it? When it's when everything's good. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then it's it's orange when it's recharging and red when it's low. I don't I don't see anything like There's that. No, yeah, it's gonna be probably like you hit the home button, it'll probably bring up like an indicator, kind of like mm. the Wii U talks about the gamepad and stuff. I so. don't like that. I like to know if I need to charge it or not. Like I don't want to have to look at a home screen to know if I'm running low on battery. Mm -hmm. That's really that's really frustrating, especially when you're thinking about it in handheld mode. When you're docking it. Oh, maybe that's it. That little, what is That's that? the player indicator, like ah. player one, player two. But that could also start flashing if it's dead it on battery, could. too. You never, we don't know yet. All right, we, we don't know about that. Yeah. But hopefully something will indicate and give you a... So, games. Sorry. So. We looked at the Super Mario Odyssey trailer. Now, that you said isn't part of the launch. No, and actually, that's what I want to talk about first is the launch lineup. So, this is also ugly. I hate to say it, it's ugly. Really? Launch lineup has five games confirmed. Oh, okay. Now, there could, there could be more. There could be more if um, they decide to, like, if some of the third-party stuff decides that those games are coming out at launch. But here's all that's confirmed right now. A game called 1-2-Switch, which is basically made by Nintendo. It should have been the free pack-in game that came uh -huh. with the Switch, and it's not. They're charging wait, 50 bucks for it. Wait, you have to buy it? it? It's 50 bucks, too. That's just... It's crazy. So, wait, are you telling me that that $300 system comes with no games? Yeah, no games either, which Nintendo's always included some sort of demo pack or Where something. Where is a table I can flip? I, I'm telling you. What are, we, what are we putting that one? We put that in the ugly. That is ugly. That's ugly. That's For that's, that price, it's ugly, you know? Even, like, the Nintendo Entertainment System, didn't that come with Mario and Duck Hunt? Mm-hmm. That's, my brother got that. <laughs> that 
That was in, like, 1989. Well, and, and to be fair, like, the Xbox One doesn't come with a game. Well, now bundles do come with games, and the PS4 comes bundled with, like, Uncharted, but in, when it first came out, it didn't. So I don't I don't hate a system that does that, but for that price, no, I think they could have thrown in a demo. I think every system, if you are taking the time and making the choice to buy and dedicate yourself to a system... They should at least throw in a game. I think that that should mm -hmm. be a standard across the board. That is so disappointing. Shame on you, Nintendo. For shame. Shame. So, okay, so 1 2 Switch should have been free, but it's 50 bucks. Just Dance 2017. I can't believe people play that game. Skylanders Imaginators, uh -huh. which is the one that just came out in the fall for the other systems, Ooh. and Super Bomberman R. And then, lastly, of course, <gasps> Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Which, let's just face it, that's what people are buying it for. Yeah, it's gonna it saves the launch lineup, but man, what a weak lineup. What yeah, I don't understand is why crazy. they didn't push this system back till the fall. They already missed Christmas. Exactly. They could push it back to fall. And if they do that, then they would have enough No, um, they're doing it for Easter. Yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> Maybe. people get some some people get game systems for Easter. It's, it's more it's more that most likely um, the beginning of March is the beginning of the fiscal year for Nintendo, probably somewhere around there, and they want to have a good start to the year. Also, isn't Golden Week around that? Uh, that'd Golden be the end of April. In, so. Golden Week in Japan. So. Um, but anyway, so these these launch titles are awful. Um, all of them are awful except Breath of the Wild and maybe Super Bomberman R. I was looking at some video of that. It's just Bomberman. Bomberman. So I, Bomberman. I don't know. And if they charge 60 bucks for that, I'll flip a table because it's Bomberman. It's the same game it's always been. Uh, well, it looks like very soon thereafter with the launch, there's some games too. It looks like there's six. ARMS, which is, well, let me go uh, March, and then I'll do March, April, and then what they have, spring. So March has been Heroes. I don't know what that is. Uh, I am Setsuna, whatever that is. Poyo Poyo Tetris. Which is, which actually is awesome. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Snipper Clippers Cut It Out Together. That sounds weird. It sounds awful, yeah. And ARMS. Now, I I recognize Mario Kart 8. Yep. I know what Tetris is. I don't know if this is some sort of alternate Tetris. Can I, can I also just say real quick, so they've known the Switch is coming out for the better part of a year because Nintendo's been working on this forever. How is Mario Kart 8 not ready for launch? It's already made. All they got to do is port it. I don't understand how that game doesn't come out at launch. Uh, Unless or why they didn't make Mario Kart 9. <laughs> or, or they're staggering release. Like, they're doing it on purpose. Because oh. they know that everyone's going to buy Zelda right away. They're going to give everyone... Because typically what happens when a new system comes out is a bunch of games come out right away. And then there's a dry period for almost a whole year. Mm. Because it takes a long time to make games nowadays. So what Nintendo might be doing is saying, well, let's put... Instead of putting two great games at launch, let's put one at launch and one two months later. So that way people won't get irritated with us. If we don't have any games two months after launch. You know what they should do? And I hope somebody, obviously, you know, obviously some big wig in Nintendo is listening to our podcast right now. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Reggie's listening. Why aren't... Reggie... <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't they capitalizing on people's nostalgia right now? Make a game. You can charge 60 bucks if you want. Sure. Put 50 original Nintendo, Super Nintendo games on one one compilation album, The mm. Greatest Hits, market that. Because people will look at that and say, 50 Nintendo games and it's 50 bucks? I'd pay a buck a piece mm. for that. Oh, we're going to talk about some retro games that are going to appear on the <laughs> Switch. But guess what? Nintendo screwed that up too. And if everyone recalls, if you've been listening to the podcast over the last couple weeks, what has what has Greg been doing? He's been standing up for the Switch. He has. I've, I've been like the, come on, guys, give it a chance. we got to wait and see what's going And then Nintendo's just like dumping all over me. It's uh -huh. crazy. And so I am I was the guy, like they had me in their camp. Mm -hmm. They're losing me. Now, obviously, it sounds dumb to say because I'm still buying one. In fact, I'm buying two. One's for me. One's for you, one's for me. And I'll, I'm going to buy Breath of the Wild, probably two copies so that you can play it and I can play it. Oh, I can play it after you. Just buy one. Okay, cool. Good. Um, But I don't want to watch you play. I'll play something else. So I gotta play it in here. And or you gotta then... play handheld mode. Oh, I can do that. Well, at home? Oh, for okay, shame. Okay, no. Okay, anyway. I'll play my uh, in Other it, games have been announced as well. Beyond the spring, they've got Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Which has already came out last year. That's a port. <laughs> FIFA. Minecraft and Minecraft Story Mode, which is TBD. <sighs> 
NBA 2K, that sounds... NBA 2K. That's just the basketball. And Well, I know no, that well, it's basketball, it, but 2K, it seems like it's from 2000. I don't think they've announced what year it's going to be, because oh. they might call it 2K18 if it comes out mm. in 17, or they might call it 2K17, but that's already been out since September, so, you know, they just haven't named it yet. Skyrim's not coming until fall. Yep. Sonic Mania's not coming until whenever. Sometime. It says 2017. Super Mario Odyssey. Which looks awesome. Yes, we so, watched the trailer. Yeah. You can see it on YouTube. It already has, like, 3.8 million views as of this morning. But it won't be out till Christmas. It so. looks awesome. It, it, it does look cool. It looks like it looks like if you took Mario Galaxy or Mario Sunshine and then put it in the in our world because it looks like he's in like New York City and then he travels to like the Sahara Desert See, and then he I goes. Think it, it looks a lot like Nintendo or um, Mario sixty four. Yeah, I would, be, I would, it I would could agree be that. Where he's traveling, like in the portraits and all of that. I think it might be something like that. And there's a really cool mechanic where, like, your hat is your weapon, and it looks. You noticed that there was like a hat shop he went yeah. into, so you could probably purchase new hats and new abilities. And it, it looks does really cool, actually. Different stuff. It, it will be the defining game on the system that year, right next to Zelda, but it won't come out till holiday. So. And it's just, I mean, that what a disservice. You know, we saw that gameplay, and I know I would much rather have a fully tested video game that doesn't have to have a bunch of patches to it but like you said before a lot of these games are ports how do they not have a mario game ready at launch that's the that is the cornerstone of nintendo yeah. is mario i mean and they have zelda but zelda technically is a wii u game that they've been working on for the wii u for the last four years and the reason it hasn't come out yet for wii u is because they were pushing it back to the launch of the switch mm-hmm. so it's like so, okay, so you had a Zelda game, so you, in your head you were like, well, we don't need a Mario game, too. If you made a Zelda and a Mario game at launch for the Switch, they both would sell. Everybody would buy both. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's going to buy just Zelda, and then maybe they'll buy... Super Bomberman. Maybe Super Bomberman. I'm looking at this, and if anybody buys that and then buys, like, Just Dance, I just think that's mental. I don't think that would well, happen. Well, I, like I said this before, I, I still can't believe people are playing that game. I've never played one thing of Just Dance. So... Other notable titles then, too. So we've got Splatoon 2 coming in the summer. That was a big announcement because Splatoon's really popular with a lot of people. They like that. Um, Super Mario Odyssey, you mentioned. Ultra Street Fighter 2. Now, this is kind of cool, actually. I, I'll give them credit. So this is the original Street Fighter 2 mm-hmm. that came out, like, in the early 90s. It's redone with new characters and new modes, and it's sped up faster. So it's kind of cool. So they basically took an old game and they're remastering it. Oh, that's cool, Capcom. I like that. Oh, so that's why they're calling it Ultra? Yeah. I was trying to think of what... Why they called it the same thing. But the the newest, like the Street Fighter 4 had Ultra Street Fighter 4 was the definitive version. Because mm. one thing that Capcom does that's kind of crappy is they release a game and then they release, they release Street Fighter and they release Super Street Fighter. Oh, sure. Then they release Ultra Street Fighter. And Mario, you have to buy them Super all. And sometimes, they don't have an Ultra Mario. They don't have an Ultra Mario. But that's Capcom, not Nintendo. Oh, but, yes. Okay. But so then mm-hmm. with this one, they kind of stuck with the Ultra name, which, I mean, it makes sense, at least from a branding standpoint. So Ultra Street Fighter 2, it's it's like an old Street Fighter redone. It's pretty cool, actually. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun to play. Um, and then Xenoblade Chronicles 2, that's a big deal, and that's still supposed to be coming this year, too. So if this list holds up, this year is very good for the Switch. Light on launch, strong in the end of the year. Yeah. So I'm going to say the year game lineup, I'm going to say good. I'm going to give it a good. This is what I think they might be doing. They're purposely releasing like the heavy hitter Switch game, which is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. For all those people who want to play just that, let the market kind of make their reviews, get people excited about it in time for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And then that way it will be almost like a slow burn as opposed to how the Wii went where it was, you know, you couldn't find it anywhere and it was really hard to get and, and all of that. I yeah. think they're they're going for the slow burn as opposed to the, the spark and then fizzle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hear you on that. Because some people are going to wait and, you know, there are going to be people that are like, I don't want to play Zelda Breath of the Wild. I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I'm going to wait until Super Mario Odyssey, or maybe their kid really yeah. likes Mario. So what are they going to play? Maybe Skylanders. But maybe that's what they're going for. They're they're hitting different markets on purpose. I don't know. That could be, you know. I mean, but I feel like Nintendo either is really, really smart and knows something we don't, or they're just 
ignorant to what the customer wants. Yeah, and, and that's ignorant. That's ignorant. That's so, ignorant. okay, so moving on. So Nintendo's announced that they're going to have a paid subscription service for to play online with the Switch. So they're joining <sighs> the ranks of Nintendo, or excuse me, of Sony and Microsoft and charging for the right to play online. Wait, wait. <laughs> that was a good sack. So yeah, I've never been a fan of the pay service, and I wasn't happy when Sony went to it, but at least I felt like Sony was offering you free plus games every month. So you get like four or five free games every month mm -hmm. to play. So Nintendo seemingly saw that idea and was like, hey, we can do something similar. Mm. What does Nintendo have that nobody else has? The greatest lineup of games in history, uh, right? Yeah. So they've got the greatest library of games ever created, mm -hmm. right? So, Nintendo says, well, with our paid service, every month, you're going to get a free retro game that you get to play. No way! Totally for free. Yeah, like like Metroid or Mario And you Land get to keep it Mar forever, ever? No, you don't. What? Because that would make sense. <laughs> we didn't plan that at no. all. <laughs> no. Here's how it works. You get it free for that month. What? And if you want to keep it, you can buy it after that. That is bullcrap. It's stupid is what it is. And it's it's just, it's nonsensical from a business perspective. And I don't understand what they think, why they think that's a good idea. Now, if there's some way where you play it and if you blog so many hours, you get a discount on it if you buy it. But it doesn't make any sense. No. Just, what does it cost you to put that digital game that you're selling for $5? Just give it to us for free. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any. I don't understand why. They, why like Nintendo's butthole is clenched so tight when it comes to these virtual console games. Jen's laughing because I'm actually taking my hand and making He's a making tight a little butthole. butthole, like with my thumb and my my forefinger, just like uh, index and thumb, just like tight you, little you butthole. stick a piece of coal up there, and in a week you get just, a diamond. You know. It, here's what's frustrating to me about the Switch as a whole. So I'm gonna say the online thing. That's bad. Bad. Um, and here's what I'm gonna say. Um, overall, the Switch right now for me is in between good and bad normally when a new system launches it's all hype you get really excited there's nothing that really shoots you down when the xbox one launched they had a whole bunch of negativity surrounding it because there was the whole you always have to be connected to the internet you you know you can't resell your games all this other sort of stuff it had a terrible cloud over it for launch and they suffered for a year or two because mm -hmm. of that negativity sony came at it for a different angle. The PlayStation 4 had this just amazing feel to it. You could do no wrong. And even though the PS4 didn't have a lot of games that first year, people still thought it was the better system. Switch comes in late to the party, as always. And they come in doing something different, which, as always, I appreciate, because yes. I don't want three systems all the same. There's no point in that. I like what they're doing. You know me. I love the idea of a handheld that can go into my TV. It'll be easier to stream when we want to do stuff for, like, yeah, our true. fundraising and stuff like that. All that's great. But the price of accessories, the mm -hmm. price of the system, Nintendo is normally the system known for accessibility. Yeah, that's like it's the one that people can afford. This is not accessible enough no. for because it's already gimmicky. So you're when you're when you're gimmicky, you already limit your your thing. Because nobody who has like no diehard Sony dumb fanboys are going to be like, I got to get Switch. They probably weren't going to anyway because it's gimmicky. So you you already lose some fans because you're gimmicky, and now you're going to lose some fans because it's too high priced. So you're like, it's like with the Wii U, the Switch feels to me like they're almost missing everybody again. Like they mm -hmm. don't understand who their audience is. And they always play to their diehard fans and their diehard fan base is dwindling. As we saw with the Wii U, their diehard fan base is not enough to keep you successful. Well, but also I think as we talked about in a previous podcast, that launch of the Wii U was a very, a very confusing time for people who were into Nintendo. I, for the longest time, thought it was an accessory for the Wii. Yep. I didn't yep. know it was a standalone system because they called it the Wii U. It made it feel like it was, like I said, an accessory, a, a yep. plug-in, an add-on to what you already had. I didn't realize, and I'm sure that I was not alone in that misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. They missed the mark on the marketing. They should have called it something else. Right. Just... There's, there's, a, there's a laundry list of reasons the Wii U failed, and that's definitely on there. But you're right. People are... The the Wii kind of got the Nintendo market dwindled, dwindled, dwindled. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., which we can't really speak for other areas of the world or the country. Well, I think Nintendo isn't it number one in Japan. I don't think the Wii U was, no. Well, I mean, um, just Nintendo. Nintendo but... is because of the handheld. See, Japan's culture is, has a lot more handheld stuff mm -hmm. they, they, because of the public transportation system a lot of people use. The smaller homes, they don't have big TVs, they don't have stuff like that. Right. So they're more of a portable region, and they sell a ton of video games. So 
the portable stuff always does better there. Um, the Xbox, being an American company made and a system made only for a certain type of gamer, that action kind of genre, the Switch or the uh, Xbox One just does atrocious in Japan. It's almost non-existent there. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy. Um, so anyway, then lastly, I just have to talk about a personal experience oh. of another upsetting thing oh, yesterday. No. And I didn't even tell you this. No, yet. you didn't. So they announced Zelda Breath of the Wild. And they're doing three versions of the game. What? A regular and two collector's editions. Are you... One collector's edition is $100, and then they have something called the Master Edition, which is 130 What's the difference between them? So the collector's edition has a bunch of cool stuff, like a soundtrack and all this stuff. The all Master right. Edition the Master Edition has all of that stuff, plus a little statue of the Master Sword in, like, the rock. Okay. So all right. I wanted that one. Yes. Okay. It went up on Amazon at about 3 in the morning. When? And was sold Today? out uh, yesterday. Uh, well, it would have been Friday morning. Okay. So, you know, while we're sleeping, and it sells out in five minutes. Are you serious? Yeah, it sold out in five minutes. Dom was able to get two. And so, worst, ca- worst case scenario, he's going to scalp me and make me buy one for extra co- uh, cost. What, so Dom? It goes, <laughs> he doesn't listen anyway, sadly. Um, <laughs> the uh, Then, at Best Buy, they went live at 2 o'clock. Okay. They were live at about 8 in the morning on GameStop.com. But I wasn't, I was, you know, I had to do the radio thing on Friday mornings and yeah. I wasn't able to settle in and start you checking stuff at nine. I would have bought one. I didn't know. Oh. I started, because here's the problem, and, and this is no offense to him if he's listening, but like John at GameStop was like, well, here, I'll, the Zeldas have a limited number. Do you want me to reserve a collector's edition for you? He said, oh, yes, please. Uh-huh. So he did. But in store, they never got the master edition. They only oh. got the collector's edition. So I kind of thought in my head I had one. So that's why I kind of backed off and wasn't sure. like thinking. And not his fault. He helped me out a lot getting that. And then, so then 2 o'clock, Best Buy rolls around. They get it. I look on there. I add it to my cart. As soon as I go to check out, oh, it's no longer available for shipping. Okay, so I check near a store. Oh, there's no stores near you that have it. So I don't get one on Best Buy either. And here's my issue with that. Now, I'm not complaining that I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But imagine this for a second. Somebody like myself, who is up on this stuff every day, does this all the time every day, mm-hmm. and I can't get one. In the first five minutes, it's available. That's I call shenanigans so, on that. So how does the average consumer get one? If me, who reads blogs all day and goes to like the game, the game saving websites and stuff like that, the the game trading deals sites, so that I can see what's you know when stuff is going to be pre orderable, right. and I can't even get one. And so check this out. So the master edition retails at one hundred and thirty bucks mm-hmm. on eBay. Three hundred dollars are going for already. What? For quote unquote guaranteed pre orders. Okay, well, there's more in the Master Edition. There's a, a, a tapestry and weather worn map. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I like this, that um that carrying case. That I think that comes the in the regular one, too. It's nice. I like it. The that Master comes in the regular collector's edition, oh, it does too. It? Yeah. Okay. The Master Sword statue, which looks flippin' cool. Yeah. The game, the soundtrack, and then a collectible coin. Really? A collectible coin. But Somebody you, sat in a boardroom well, and showed this to a group of people, and they said, that's a good idea. Like, that's cool. A collectible it, coin, and, yeah. But you know what's sad, though, is the issue I have is is just, how, how do average people get these, then? You know what I mean? Like, how fair is it's that? It's all and bots. It's it, bots. It, it's unbelievable. And and when Dom first ordered, he was able to order it with one click, too. Amazon didn't disable the one-click ordering. It's just really stupid. And same with, you know, whatever. So anyway, I'm not complaining I didn't get one. I'm mad about it. But what, my point more is... People can't get these. If I can't get this, then there's no way, like, anybody barely got it. Right. And they were obviously super limited. There's no question about that. But it is what it is. And, and it, so I'm going to rate that as bad. That's and, ugly to me. And, because... and everything about this launch is just irritating me right now. Like, all day yesterday, I was going to different places trying to reserve the system, trying to reserve this. And it's just, what a headache. At least they were they were able to... Um... They were able to get pre-orders, which we found with the NES Classic, you weren't able to yeah. really pre-order well, that. Well, and also it's funny, so the way Dom found it on Amazon was he had to type Legend of Zelda colon space Breath of the Wild. It was the only way it would come up. It wouldn't come up if you just searched Zelda Breath of the Wild or Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It was like the, the biggest broken pile of junk. So whatever. I'm glad for everybody that got one. If you guys got one, anyone listening got one, I'm very happy for you. It's just irritating to me that I didn't get one. Yeah. They are releasing Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's probably the version I'll play, to be quite honest. That's going to be the better version. Why would you say that? It, it's gonna, it was built for a machine that's technically more powerful, and it was built for the Wii U. They ported it to the Switch. So any mm. game that was originally designed for a system, I always feel is better. Same with Twilight Princess on the GameCube. It's better than the Wii version. So. I see. But anywho, um, that's, that's it. 
that's the switch, everybody. So you know, we got I some, we got some good. Really, yeah, we got some bad. We got some ugly. I was really excited. I'm excited for Super Mario Odyssey. I, I think that too. looks cool. Obviously, as I've said before, I love and have always been a fan of the Legend of Zelda series. So I will be excited to play that. But I'm not excited about how we mentioned before. It seems like it's not accessible to everybody. Which always seemed to me to be Nintendo's capstone belief and vision that, yep. you know, video games are for everyone. Yep. Everyone can find a video game that they like to play and can play and can afford. It just seems like they're trying too much to be like PlayStation, like Xbox, and they've never been that kind of company. No, and, and I think they're going to really struggle with the price of those accessories. I would not be surprised if the Switch doesn't meet expectations, and they did what they did when the 3DS first launched. When the 3DS first launched, it was, I want to say it was 250 or it was two ninety nine. I think it was two fifty, and after and and this is unprecedented. After six months, they dropped the price. Wow! Because it was selling so poorly that they had to drop the price to stimulate the sales. And when they did that, they knew that they pissed off everybody who bought it day mm -hmm. one. So they said, "Well, look, we're going to have something called the Ambassador Program," and they let people download like I think it was five or six digital old classic games for free. So they tried to at least make amends and say, hey, this is about 50 bucks worth of stuff to us. We apologize to you. Hey, thanks for being an early adopter, being an ambassador. But man, what, you know, I, I just, I think that's going to happen again with this. Unless that right software comes out that, that boosts the sales of this thing, which it could do. Mm -hmm. could, could work. I hope it does. Honestly, I want them to be successful. I don't want them to fail. Well, I mean, I'm going to enjoy playing the, the game, but I'm in a position, I have a, a great job where I get great benefits and I'm compensated appropriately and I can afford to buy all the accessories and buy all the games that I want where the average kid, you know, their parents aren't going to want to buy them this system yeah. because... To them, it's, well, what really makes it different than a DS other than the fact that you can plug it into your TV? Yeah. I mean, it's disappointing for those kids yeah. who maybe want to play well, that. And there's a bunch of parents. This holiday, I spent a lot of time explaining to people why they shouldn't buy the Wii U. And, like, it's I'm torn because I love the Wii U. And I'm like, hey, it's actually a really cool system, but it's dead. They're not making any more games for it. The new system won't play the old games. They're not making old games for it anymore. I mean, it's, it's done. And so it was really tough because some people were like, well, man, that Switch sounds really cool. But, and I'm like, exactly, like, it sounds mm -hmm. cool, but, and so we'll just have to wait and see what happens, you know? I don't know, I, I think it'll be a while before you see a used one come in. I, I, I think so, I think so, unless we put ours up for sale, because we hate it so much. No, never. <laughs> it won't happen. But alright, everybody, uh, thank you very much, that's our podcast for this week. Uh, obviously a couple days late, so we hope everyone still gets to hear it, uh, maybe on Monday when everyone's back at work, or Tuesday if you're Tuesday. off Monday, for a lot of yeah. people are off Monday. So uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys always listening, and uh, have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.